Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and and consult consult your doctors. doctors. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Easy peasy. And my labs are fantastic. Yeah. Our labs are great. And I've actually switched to the capsules and I take those at night now. So if you guys need your iron, they have them with iron and they have them iron free. They even have calcium chews. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, Perfect. They have mocktail ones. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. But Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry, where you can have all of the system ready to go. Yeah, we love carrying that thing around with Mm -hmm. us. It's so much easier to pack your lunch, your snacks, especially when you're on a road trip. That Mm -hmm. thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to PortionPerfection.com and use our code 15 osl pod. And again, that's 15 OSL pod. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. Are you feeling lost alone? Maybe a little unsupported in your bariatric journey? Well, if you are, we have a great resource for you. It's called the tribe membership, and they have support groups every single day with experts in their field who also had bariatric surgery comes with journal prompts, workouts and recipes. You name it. They got it. You'll never feel alone again once you join the tribe. Now go over to thesleepdietitian.com and use code OSLP at checkout. Welcome back, OSLP family. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. It is a beginning mm. of a new year. Yeah. And I just like had a crack in my throat. What the fuck? Are you going through puberty? I guess. Okay. It happens at 36. Didn't Good you know? know. <laughs> I did not know that, but now I do. <laughs> You are listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is my house. See, it's still there. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm the sick one. You I know. are not. I know what's so going on. You're not allowed to be sick at all. I know, never. We would fall she, apart. She takes the card of sick, so I don't get to do that. No, never, <laughs> never. So if you guys are listening to this, you should probably go over to our Patreon. Immediately. Immediately. It is patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And that is where you're going to get all that extra support that you are craving. Yeah. I know everybody's craving Well, there's it. some cool stuff that happened besides just our support group, which our support group is really, really cool. They're called the Benchies. They're called the Benchies. freaking amazing. But there's some other cool things that happen. So like you get a Zoom meeting with us once, once a month. Once a month. Yep. Um, you get discounts on your swag. You do. You do. Um, If you're with us for three months. We get merch that just goes out to you. Yes, we do. And started in January. So and this is the second episode in January. Um, The uh, morning confessions with Mel will now only be on Patreon. So you're going to get to hear a little bit of it. And then you have to go to Patreon to hear the rest. Yes. And you also do get a bonus bonus episodes from us. Yes, you do. That are purely only for our patrons. And what are they called, Cal? 
they are called the that's what she said corner because everybody knows that's what I say Mm -hmm. all the time every episode so and we're a bunch of she's so it's fine we are we are (laughs) so if you want some extra support go over there sign up become a patron because it helps us but we also like to give back and help Mm -hmm. you and that's that's where the support group comes in yeah and if you don't if you can't help us financially we We totally totally get it it. there is a free way you literally just go over to youtube it's on your phone it's preloaded preloaded you just have to click on it type in our sleep life podcast we are the only Mm -hmm. ones yes hit the bell hit subscribe and then you'll get to see our lovely faces every tuesday there is a video drop for you and that's what she said that is that's what she said so without further ado is also if you were on our youtube oh you would know who we're recording with right now i know they were sponsors of the jby bariatric award show the first ever the first one um and we absolutely love them because not only are they sponsors but they flew out they did florida to attend the event and to support our community. Yeah. And we absolutely love it. I know. We felt the love. We and did. they have a really cool aftercare situation. They do. So. And we're going to hear all about it. From, from Dr. Fridley himself. So welcome on, Dr. Fridley. Hello, guys. How's it going? Very good. We're very happy to be with you. And uh, that was an awesome award show. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. It was so much fun. I, I just want to relive it every day. <laughs> What was your favorite part? Um, gosh, that's hard to say. Uh, there was a lot of times. I think it probably had to be how many times the uh, our sleep dietitian <laughs> went up there. I know it was so funny. She wanted to kill us. We knew who all the winners were, and we kept them very t- like it was top secret. Yeah, nobody was allowed to know. But we knew she won five times. Oh my god! And every time we were calculating it out, like we would go through because the we have a system or a a thing that documents all of everybody who voted. Yes. And so it gives us like a percentage and it tells us who went. And we were just like, oh, it's Jamie again. Oh, oh it's shit. Jamie again. Oh my God. Yeah. So she, she, but she has all of her awards behind her mm-hmm. in her office. It's so cute. It's very cute. It's so cute. So you see the stars. Well, so well deserved. It was a good time. It, she deserves a big round of applause. I know. The community because she kills it every day and she works her butt off yeah for the content that she brings to the community she's busy so busy busy she is a busy girl so yeah that was pretty funny seeing her go up and then be like it's jamie again <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um so tell us a little background of how you started be thinking about becoming a surgeon and what made so, you think like bariatric yeah because you have a cool background yeah so actually, I never thought I was going to be a bariatric surgeon. Uh, my initial training was with the military as a infantry medic. And then from being there, I became a physician and went down the road of surgery. I originally thought I was going to be a trauma surgeon. That makes sense. It was actually doing trauma surgery and burn surgery and moonlighting that I um, you know, got tired of it. I mean, it was actually got bored. Oh, wow. And, in my training, uh, it was with bariatric surgeons that I realized that those were those surgeons were actually very happy. Like they weren't as <laughs> grumpy as normal general surgeons. <laughs> okay. And so after talking with them a little bit longer, I was able to do some clinic time with them and see like, you know, there's a totally difference uh, in the clinic atmosphere because most people who go to a surgeon, they have problems that they need to get fixed. 
So they're not necessarily there on their own free volition. They they have pretty much being told you got to go here. Right. In bariatrics, it's a little different. People have taken the time and have hit the mark mentally where they're now they're ready and they're ready to make that next step. So it's actually a, a huge honor to be a part of that. And ever since I started doing that, it's been no looking back. It's just here's people who need help. You can easily help. And just by being a part of the community, it was able to kind of just keep it free flowing and just build upon it. And that was, it was hard to, the rest is like history because from there it was just, here I am helping people day in, day out. You get to see the results. You get to, you know, have the pitfalls or, you know, the slips, so, so to speak, but then working through that, that's, it was, it was a nice, uh, better lifestyle, I guess, and more satisfaction with day-to-day uh, operating than I would say than any other field. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I knew this community was pretty awesome, but to, I mean, to pull a surgeon from trauma to over to our side. Yeah. I like it. I do. I do I like love it. that. Now you originally, so did you work in a hospital first before you created your own practice? So, yes, I, I originally was employed by two separate hospital systems and then COVID hit. And really, the hospital systems didn't have any clue how to how to thrive in a situation when of a pandemic when mm-hmm. nobody wanted to come to the hospital. Nobody is going to get surgeries, especially elective surgeries. Yeah. So um, at that point, I made the, you know, very scary and very uh Enlightening, I call it. <laughs> decision to go private, and that decision was very hard. But after you know many conversations with my wife, we decided it was time. And mm-hmm. now we're at a private office where we can work out of multiple hospitals, and we can tailor it instead of doing it the way that a bureaucratic system wants to do it. We can do it exactly the way it was meant to be done, nice. and we can focus it purely on the patient and no hospital is able to really kind of come in and interject on that because I'm not employed anymore. Oh, that's awesome. You know what? I really liked like when we were recording the ad for the award show for you guys, um, I really liked that you realized that every patient is unique Yeah, and every case is unique because I think a lot of the times it's kind of like one size fits all. Here you go. Here's your program. And so I really like the fact that you guys understand that it needs to be tailored to the patient, not the patient tailored to the program type of thing. No, this is uh, we don't have a cookie cutter program at all. And everyone, Mm -hmm. uh, they I say that's been a big selling point for our program. But it's also one of the reasons why we're as successful as we are is because not everyone is going to respond well to it. Here's a pre-programmed diet, you know, good luck and yeah, about 20 pounds and we'll do your surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more, we have to spend the time to figure out why are we here? Mm-hmm. And I tell my patients, you know, like the day one from coming in the office is, you know, I try to get the, the word failure out of your head because the failures are the people who never made it to my office. Ah, yeah. yes. And it says you've already succeeded by taking that leap. Now you just have to figure out how do you succeed on a daily basis versus how do you, you know, stop being beaten down like you do to yourself most of the time. Yeah. So pre-programmed diets don't work. Mm-hmm. 
No, we know don't. basic information about what works and what should work, what doesn't work. We got a ton of medications out there, which are now getting a, a whole bunch of limelight, good yes. and bad. Yes. I, so tailoring it to each individual and say, hey, we're going to keep you within the confines of X, Y, and Z, but let's, the goal is to get you from point A to point B mm-hmm. and then feel comfortable to see us down the road yeah. at point C. Mm-hmm. And then that's why we can't be rigid. Okay. Well, we will basically work with you. And, and that is our job to be available for the rest of your life. Yeah. Just like as, as being just being available as, as a, a dynamic duo on, on, you know, YouTube and everything for these people is it's just access to information and personalities. Yes. And so, so somebody can click with it and someone can feel less alone and join in and be, get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Most most definitely. I would agree with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Cause it's really hard when you feel like the last year has been really hard. I, I regained a lot and I felt, even though I'm a part of this community in a very real way, I felt very alone in that feeling of like, I regained. So I felt I failed type of situation in my head, even though I knew I didn't fail. Like I know all the information, but my head likes to talk bad. Um, and so now that I've kind of like put it out there and I've actually went into my office and talked about it with my surgeon, like I felt less alone knowing that I have somebody there I can talk to Yes, like from my medical team. Well, and we need more surgeons to understand that they, it needs to be tailored to us so that yes. way we can feel more comfortable Yes, because I think that aftercare part is key, but a lot of us stop going. Mm-hmm. And if we had someone that was like, making sure he was tailored to us and what we need because like I know for sure like what because Kelly was dropping fast yeah I dropped really like fast. she yeah. fa- she dropped way fast and I was a slow loser like I it took me about 18 months to get to my maximum lowest so mm-hmm. it was like interesting but the, so what I was doing could not work for you and vice versa there's Correct. just no way yeah um and it's so it's very important to have someone that you feel comfortable talking to about it because well, I was hitting some stalls that really was messing yeah. me up, but I didn't talk to anybody. I just bared and yeah. grin it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think also with the, you know, your comment of the medications, mm-hmm. I think that it's, that's another thing that we've talked about is that like, sometimes you need the medication. So you'll have surgery, but sometimes your body does weird things and yeah. maybe it'll stop losing. Maybe you're doing everything correct and you don't know what else to do. So then you add a, a medication on top of there mm-hmm. and maybe that'll help you out to where you can get to where you right, want. Right, just a Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that, you know, it's it's finding not everything works like what you're saying. Not everything works for everybody yeah. in the same way. So mm-hmm. you have to find what works for you because like I'm on Monjaro right now. I've done amazing on it. I feel so much better, but then there's other people that have taken it and they have really bad stomach issues she with is, it. Like GI other stuff. People, yeah, yeah. Or other people d- can't do it. So it's like, you have to find out what works for you, whether yep. whatever route that is, whatever, right. you know, whatever tools you can keep in your tool belt. That's right. Along the way. You know, and we know that, you know, following up with a surgeon doesn't actually increase your weight loss. Mm-hmm. It's it's the follow up with the dietitian. So that's mm-hmm. why I force everyone. I don't want to say force, but, you know, we have the routine follow up. But mm-hmm. um, my point in seeing them is to make sure that they're medically safe mm-hmm. and then also to keep 
you know, nudging them to go see our dietitian, just keep following up with her, make sure you, you know, any new trends coming out there that you're interested in, let's make sure that they're going to work for you or, you know, just to follow along and learn from you as you guys go through it, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not an exact science. No, it's not. One of the biggest things I hate is actually the weight, you know, everyone weighs themselves and um, I try and tell patients, I don't really care about your weight Mm -hmm. and they are floored by that. And it's like the reality is I the it's a number it's that's your pull on gravity yeah and if it doesn't change it's like how do I know that that's not you gaining muscle because I've had several patients who've gotten really athletically fit mm-hmm. and they get frustrated when that number doesn't go down right so in the office here where we're lucky enough to have uh, you know an in body scan machine that does body composition scans mm-hmm. and the psychology of when someone is not losing weight and they're at a stall is horrifying. Yes. But when you put them on that body composition scan and you show them from the time of surgery that they've gained 20 pounds of muscle, even though they've only lost 30 pounds, you know, that That's takes a big away deal. Yeah. A failure. It's like, no, yeah. it's you're succeeding in all the right ways. Just stop paying attention to that number. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a chronic scale. She is. Stepper yeah. honor. Stepper honor. <laughs> yes. Stepper honor. <laughs> I step on the scale more than most people. I'm sure. But I also know that when I get away from stepping on the scale, that's when my, mm-hmm. my mind says like, oh, it's fine to have this. Oh, it's fine to have this because then I don't have to realize what the number is. Right. So if I'm yeah. on the scale every morning, I know what parameters. To it's a real myself. reminder for you. Yeah. yeah. So, and I really started gaining when I stopped mm-hmm. weighing myself. Happens every time. Uh, but I also don't let it wreck my entire day if it's not the number I want it to be at. And that's, that's when I think you need to step away from that. If it is does. when it's affecting your day-to-day yeah. mood. But so, so I'm really interested about this body composition. Well, I was going to start. I, I am too, but can we start like how, like if someone finds you, what okay. is the process to be um, your so, patient? Uh, like, what does that look like? Well, we get a patient who calls and they've heard about us or they, you know, talk to their primary care, you know, they'll t- contact the office. You got two ladies up front who will take care of them. And the first thing to do is make sure that there's no surprises with your insurance. Uh, okay. So first thing is I hate, absolutely hate, and I will go to bat for any patient who actually we have one. The insurance, uh, I won't say lied, but they were not truthful when they explained to us that she had coverage. And so she has gone through our entire program and we went to authorize her surgery and they said, no, she has no coverage. So we held on to the reference numbers for the conversation we had with her her insurance company. Mm -hmm. So like we're going to bat with her primary care all the way up to talking to a Senator, or I think it might be a representative to actually contact the national um, insurance company to say, you guys need to honor this. Mm -hmm. And for all these reasons, which we've done a couple of times, but the main reason when they come on board, no surprises, you need to be well educated about everything that's going to happen. So right off the bat, we take your insurance information, make sure that you're not going to come out of pocket for anything you don't need to. Okay. And your first visit's going to be with me. Usually it's about 45 minutes and um, we go over everything, the entire program, what exactly your goals are, what surgery is going to be best and why. And uh, from there, Usually we set up two to three, sometimes more, depending on insurance uh, visits with myself to kind of make sure they're going through the process well. But they're also 
dedicated visits with the dietitian who's usually doing about a 35 minute visit at that time, okay. kind of learning them, teaching them along the way. Mm-hmm. And nice. then uh, after you check all the boxes, which I'm sure you guys are aware, it's, oh, it yeah. takes a little time. And then, then we start working on a surgery. And then after surgery, it's a lot of follow up with me. It's two <laughs> weeks, six weeks, uh, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months and annually. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. Okay. So when they're going through the stuff with you, are you may have them do therapy first or check on the mental health side? Absolutely. Yeah. Every, I recommend everyone have at least one visit for not only just insurance reasons, but you never know when you need to call back and see them because we've had patients who are at the end of the process. I have no, no problems and they don't. And then their mother dies. Yeah. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they have, really a hard time coping mm-hmm. with it Yep. and they don't have a person to turn to no. and they're already self-conscious about their weight and everything else. So it's like, no, you've already established with someone just because it's not pertaining to bariatrics. This is you take care of you. And so then we always have an avenue for someone to get taken care of on every aspect. Oh, nice. How long after they have surgery, can they still go in and see the therapist? Anytime. Okay. Ooh, even better. I like that. I love it. And is it the same for like the dietitian side? You can go and see the, her whenever. The diet, yeah, the dietitian is available every day. Okay. Um, she's here on the days that I'm in clinic, and the days that I'm in the operating room, she actually will see patients on her own. Oh, cool. Uh, so she's available five days a week. Awesome. Oh wow. Wow, that's even that's better. Great. Yeah. I've heard from several people that um, their offices kind of graduate them out of that yeah yeah and i was it, it kind was of like, irritates me a little yeah. bit because i'm like how do you know that they're fine like for the rest of their life you're saying they're totally fine and they don't need to see a dietitian ever again i only saw one time i know it's weird what I, you know, I call my patients you know they're, they're like my children i uh you, you never lose them okay no matter how how grown up they get they can always come back and they can always see you and the the goal in our office and the ladies know it here is to always leave the door open it's like if 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 you feel like they're comfortable and they're good to go mm-hmm. then they can leave but never give a barrier for them to ever come back okay um, yeah so graduating a program this is life there is no there's no last chapter you know you any day you need help we're there i love See, it we need more of that yeah we need more <laughs> of you guys because that's that's what people need they yeah. need to know that there's a constant and it's not a, a judgment-free constant mm-hmm. in their life yeah when you have the surgery you give up a lot you gain a lot but you have to have that like avenue of like if you have any questions you know you can ask them because there's no judgment. Well, I I would like to always know my coaches there. That's what they are. Yeah. Right. Like you guys are our coaches mm-hmm. for life. It's like yeah. you need a team around you mm-hmm. to help you guide through this. So that's mm-hmm. very real. Yes. And I've learned that over the last few years. Mm-hmm. You do need multiple people that are not you need a team. Not you're just your average day people. Like you do need a real like professional team behind you. Correct. And you need a variety. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Well, I, I preach you guys to my patients because although we have a support group through the hospital, as like sometimes that you don't click mentally with them and it just doesn't fit or it seems too structured. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Go out there, seek it out. You're going to find a lot of fluff. You're going to find some really good stuff, mm-hmm. but you 
take what you want mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's such great programs mm-hmm. in there. I know that like a lot of people, especially, you know, when they go out of the country, you don't have that same um, aftercare aftercare yeah. or support mm-hmm. because like, you know, you said you guys have a support group. Most offices have some type of support group, but sometimes you just don't mesh well with the, the system of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad we could create a safe space for our Benjis. But then also, you know, we work very closely with Jamie and she has the tribe, which is outstanding. Oh my God, it's amazing. There's so much information there. And there's something, there's a support group every day because sometimes you can't make, you know, this one work, but you can make this one work. Well, and I just recently went to an NA, NA meeting with my cousin. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. You didn't tell me that. I, I haven't told okay. actually anybody okay. about that yet. So, okay. and that was kind of the thing that reminded me is like, yeah, cause I am a food addict. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that I am. Yep. And when Jamie has a support group every day, it makes sense because like as an actual addict of any other kind, there is a support group that they can go to every single day, no matter what. And it's like several different times of the day. And did you know that they are all linked to where like they all have the same subject every day? Oh, and they have the same like phrase that they're all talking about all at the same time. I did not know that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. So I feel like. That's kind of like what we're trying to do is like have a community where you can go to every day. Yeah. And not be scared. And ask any question you Anything, want. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of questions, what's the weirdest question you've ever received from a patient? Patient. <laughs> I, got stumped, I got stumped last week. Okay. Um, is I do my surgeries robotically. So it's usually oh, yeah. just four small incisions. She asked if I could do it in the shape of a smiley face. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this girl. Yes. I was really stumped. And I was like, um, I can try. Nice. Were you successful? Um, I know. <laughs> okay. But uh, we did make her incisions. We, you know, we'll make little smiley faces with the marking pen. So she had five small smiley faces. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's adorable. Okay. That's, that's an odd request. I love it. I love it. So how did you get into robotic surgeries? Oh, so actually it's from surgical history. I'm a, I I love surgical history knowing, I guess it's from my military roots is because we don't always have access to everything in, in the middle of combat zones. So my mentality was always always know what we did a hundred years ago in case you have to go back there and do it that way. Mm-hmm. So almost a hundred years ago, we started doing, I don't know, maybe like 60 years ago, we started doing um, laparoscopic surgery. Okay. And everyone kind of like snickered about it, said, what's the point? You know, I can do that surgery open mm-hmm. twice as fast. And during my training time is when robotics started coming out and I started seeing everyone repeating history. Everyone was being a naysayer against this new technology when it was proven to have benefit. Mm -hmm. So I decided to not fall victim to our own history and adopted it in my training and said, I'm going to learn everything I need to know about this because I don't feel like it's going anywhere. Mm. And so I was lucky enough that um, outside of Philadelphia and Reading, Pennsylvania, there's a group out there still there and they're killing it. And uh, I helped them set up a fellowship program for robotic bariatric program. And 
Ooh. I just fell in love with it. Fell in love with my two teachers there. And you know, the rest is history because they're excellent teachers. Well, and it's a lot less stressful on your guys' body because you're not having to stand there and you have more range of motion. Yes. Right. We got to so, play with one. We did. Yes. <laughs> you know, playing with little sticks and then versus having the full freedom of motion with it is uh, significantly different. And I'm actually faster now robotically than I was laparoscopically. So it's it's wow. been nice. How long does it take you to do like a RNY surgery? Uh, probably about an hour and a half. Okay. And then yeah. how long for a sleeve? A sleeve that's kind of cheating these days. That's about 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. So really, it's not that long. No, it's not. Do you do the duodenal switch or the Sadie? Um, I've been trained in it and I don't haven't really used it too much in my clinic here only because of the, you know, we're a brand, we're a little bit newer program. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to keep our BMIs a little on the lower side, but then, um, actually we've been really successful with the bypass. So awesome. I just, we haven't had, we've had maybe two potential candidates for it and they just haven't panned out. So, okay. Okay. but haven't really opened that door yet. Okay. Can you kind of explain to our listeners why someone would need a Sadie or a duodenal switch? So that comes down to how much weight you really need to lose. Okay. Um, and various surgeons have various reasons for how they want to do it. Some people, if they're in the BMI, super morbidly obese category, let's say I'll throw a BMI of 65, 70 out there. Okay. Sometimes it's just better to do a simple procedure such as a sleeve gastrectomy mm-hmm. to be a quick procedure to get some quick early onset hormonal changes and uh, weight loss changes so that you can get uh, risk modification. Okay. Basically, I'm going to do this surgery. We're going to get 50, 60, maybe 100 pounds of weight off in the first year. Okay. And then plan to do the second stage to get the rest of the 150 on top of that. Okay. 200 on top of that. But first, we don't want to do something so aggressive right off the bat because it might be too stressful for the heart. It might be too stressful for your body to go through that much weight loss or that okay. much malabsorption right off the bat. Okay. So Makes it's sense. the approach that usually goes it, reminiscent of before. How did we have the sleeve here? Mm-hmm. Again, history. The biliopancreatic, you know, the dual deal switch and everything out originally was a sleeve first. Yep. And it switched later. Mm-hmm. And no one showed up for the switch. So here we are with the sleeve. <laughs> um, All right. All right. But, that makes yeah. sense. How do it's, you how do you help somebody or how how do you help your patients decide which surgery to get? Usually I go by their what are their goals okay um depending on the amount of weight loss that they're they need whether they have diabetes whether they have uh severe reflux okay any they have diabetes they have severe reflux or they have to lose greater than 150 pounds i'm gonna default to a bypass okay okay Um, if they are over the age of 60 and they don't have or they don't have GERD they don't have severe diabetes then the sleeve will help out pretty significantly. And I mean, we have to kind of be, you know, you can do either one, but one is not better than the other. Okay. It's just whatever works better for your situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's like saying to the uniqueness of it, which I love. Yeah. So 
I know we've been wanting to know about the machine. Yes. The yes. Mass. What's it called? The body scanner. Yes. Uh, the in body. In body. Yeah. Yes. One, what so, made you get it? Yeah. Right? Because we've seen them all in the gym. Right. Like, most of the time when you start a training program, they'll have you step on it and like it measures you and everything. So what made you think that that would be a good fit for your office? So mainly is the information. So mm -hmm. if we're trying to do this surgery and, you know, we're basing it based off of one metric being your weight, mm -hmm. which is such a poor metric. Mm -hmm. So overall health is measured in so many different ways. And the in-body machine, you know, I, we used it in the military for our fine-tooth athletes, like our special operators and stuff like that, to make sure that they had, you know, proper lean muscle and distribution of fat. Oh. But here for, you know, an obese person or, or someone of size and you want to get their weight off, it's also beneficial because of the information about the lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Because then if I told you someone that, you know, yes, the scale says it's 300 pounds, but 150 of that is lean muscle mass. Wow. Yeah. And that tells you that you have good structure. Let's just work on this little piece here. Mm -hmm. But ours is nice enough that it actually breaks it up where it's the trunk, it's the arms and it's the legs. Oh, wow. Tight, the body part where it's at, how much of it. And that way we can also enlist other personal trainers and other things like that. Say, Hey, you know, we're, we're kind of outside the, the range on the legs. Let's beef up the leg exercises and let's get back in line with that. The other thing is with ladies mm -hmm. osteoporosis. Yes. So instead of a DEXA scan, if I see that your lean muscle mass starts to decline, then I know that you're becoming more and more at risk of Osteoporosis and osteopenia. Okay. So it's also an early warning system for me. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. I've yeah. never heard of that before. Yeah, I have not at all. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow, there's well, so much. And can you explain why and this might not be like in your sector? The sector. Yeah. Um, because like women, sometimes I'll tell them that like the whole like, hey, we're prone to osteoporosis. We do need to take calcium. That's one of the reasons why I'm like, guys, take your calcium, yes. especially yes. us women. And I get the mm -hmm. look like I'm saying wild things. So can you ex do you know why that is or like what that entails? Why is it women versus men or any of that stuff? Yeah. Usually it can be related to the muscle mass. OK. If you think about you think about calcium just related to the bones. Mm. Bones do not repair themselves unless they're under tension or stress. Oh. And the only way that they'll rip or you break them. You right. Know, yeah. I have to do that. Um, but stress is what is going to cause it to actually repair itself and keep calcium levels appropriate normal. The only way to stress it is to actually have enough tension on those ligaments. And that comes okay. down to your lean muscle mass and the strength that you have. Okay. So directly associating that to the amount of lean muscle you have. So if you're exercising regularly, you'll decrease your chances of osteoporosis and osteopenia because you're constantly having to lay down new calcium to build new bone because it's always under stress. Oh, so ladies, get your booties in the gym. <laughs> yes. Light, lightweight training light is training. good for, uh, for women. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how soon do you tell people to start working out after they have surgery? 
Usually three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. And what does that consist of? Just walking in the beginning? Or? Uh, they're, they're walking two hours after surgery. Oh, look at uh, him, man. Bam, bam, bam. That was me. That was me. I was up an hour after surgery and I was ready to go. Yeah. I was like, let's let's get this going, ladies. Yeah. I um, barely walk. Organized, I call it organized exercise three weeks because the goal is for you to be able to, you know, we don't want to emphasize inactivity. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be scared of the procedure that you have, yeah. but we want you to get out there and do enough that you're going to be safe. Well, three weeks out from surgery, you should have kind of learned your stomach and learned the do's and don'ts and how to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And number two is it's, you don't want to immediately go to the gym to increase your hunger levels. So we try, try to tell them to stay away from, you know, going really aggressive because if your hunger levels go up, then it's going to kind of counteract the react, you know, what you did with the sleeve or the bypass as far as your ghrelin levels and, and oh, hunger. Okay. okay. All right. So three weeks has been a, usually a good number for me to say you're far enough out that we've had hormonal effect that you can start doing this, but just, a steady increase. Okay. Don't jump, don't, don't jump to CrossFit on day, on week three. <laughs> okay. All right. Please don't. So as far as um, hydration, because we all know how important it is to get our mm-hmm. water in after surgery um, to hit those, the 64 ounces as I love, Melanie's going to go drink. I know. I love how you say, I'm like, I need my water. Now. Yes. Um. So what, what do you recommend if somebody's having a really hard time getting their their fluids in. Yeah. Cause we hear it all the time. Yeah. We, we just had a whole slew of people have surgery in our mm-hmm. veggie group. And so we're hearing all of these questions yes. and it's really fun because it's bringing us back to the beginning. Yep. So the, the, the biggest thing there is why, why are they having trouble? Oh. Um, because sometimes they're not really having trouble. They're just not calculating it correctly. So some of them are not actually, they're thinking that pure water in a bottle is what they should be measuring, not actually the water that they're adding to their protein shake. Oh. oh. Water right there is indeed part of your water intake. See, we've had that question uh, okay. and I've told them, no, you because don't my count thought, it. <laughs> well, because I put milk in mine. I don't like it made with water. I don't either. So I always did milk Ditto. with mine. So that's probably why we say you can't count it, but... We're here milk, first. Milk is, uh, yeah, you don't count it for its milk. And usually milk will cause actually a little bit more uh, irritation because of the lactose that's in there. Oh. And it is going to eventually break down into sugar. So I always recommend just water. Oh, really. okay. Oh, it's kind of gross with water. a different taste to it. Yeah. But um, the, the main thing is figure out why. Yeah. Like, are you nauseated because of, are you taking gulps? Mm. Are you drinking too fast, too much? Or, or maybe there is a true problem somewhere that uh, needs to be looked at. But as far as to help them get through it, is they really have to tease out and make sure they stick with small one to two ounces mm-hmm. and then build from that for the first couple of weeks mm-hmm. and count the protein shakes if they're using water, not milk. Yeah. Um, and usually that gets it. Stay okay. away from the, the drinking fast. Because the fast drinking will actually cause you to spasm and not want it. Mm, and okay. then you can go a longer period of time without drinking if you had just spent time sipping throughout the day. Ah, uh, because I've totally drink too fast. And then it's just like, I feel it all the way yep. up. 
Yep. I feel like I'm like in a pool with my neck. Like, <laughs> and yeah. I also recommend uh, initially um, try and stick with um, lukewarm because yes. ice cold will cause spasms, even though it feels good. And then hot, of course, it also has potential also spasm, but also desensitizes the tongue. Yeah, we like so I discovered tea right mm-hmm. after I had surgery. And I was like, oh, this is like easy to drink. And so I was able to get my fluids in because yeah. I could drink tea. And then mm-hmm. I I made this one start drinking tea. It keeps so me now, warm. Yeah. Guys, that's how you beat the bariatric freeze yeah. for like a time being. Yeah. It's in moment only. But literally, like if you're too cold, just drink something hot. I yeah. actually have gone to restaurants and just ordered hot water with yeah. lemon. And they look the at plane. me funny, but I don't give a shit. So I'm like, yeah, I need my hot water. I need yeah. to be warm right now. Yep. My toes and my nose are cold. That's how I know it's a problem. Toes and your nose. Yeah. And those are really hard to get warm again. Yes. Once they go cold, <laughs> they're not coming back. They're not coming no, back. Because I've totally done, because I'm an ice chewer. I have literally iced myself out where like I ate too much ice. I'm freezing. And then I made a like a hot thing of tea and then I drank that afterwards. You're such a nerd. <laughs> have you ever recommended somebody go get fluids? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you get to the point where you're you're not able to tolerate it, um even the small sips, mm-hmm. then contact your, your surgeon, let them know. And usually it's, you're not feeling well, you're very weak. Sometimes you stand up, you get dizzy or mm-hmm. tunnel vision. And those are all signs of dehydration, what we call, uh, you know, your hypotension. <clears throat> you go to the hospital, you go to an infusion center and they can give you a, two liters of fluid. And it's like you back to your 18 year old self again oh that's cool that is cool that's an option isn't it true if you wake up in the morning with a headache it means that you're dehydrated not always but it is one of the number one causes okay okay because i i've been telling everybody that in my house you're so i just want to make sure I was like, I'm going to say it sounds good. So I'm just going to roll with it. i heard someone say it to us and i was like it was a doctor yeah yeah you know, be careful where you're at in the country because if it's cold where you're at, then you don't tend to drink enough water. Uh, really? Why? Because your body is not evaporating enough, so it's it's your natural thirst isn't always there. Now here in Florida, where we're you know we're suffocating nine months out of the year, uh, you know water is a constant for everyone. But uh, interesting, I, you know I trained in Philadelphia, I caught myself not drinking enough. And even in the military, it's very common for us to, because you're not hot and over exerted mm-hmm. and sweaty, you don't have the mentality to say, I need to drink something. Mm. So you lose that. That makes a lot of it's sense. It's cold right now where we are yeah. in Oregon. Hence why we drink very tea. Cold. <laughs> Hence tea. why we drink hot tea as soon as fall hits. But it, that would make sense why I get less, I'm less hydrated during the winter versus the summer we were actually trying to figure that out we're like why this doesn't make any sense but now it does but now it does there's real science behind it there's science behind everything that's right it's kind of annoying sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna lie oh my god there's always a reason there's always so you guys are in florida yes yep uh what city again we're in hudson which is not too far it's uh towards the the gulf coast from tampa Okay. Just like east of Tampa, or northwest of Tampa. Okay. All right. Um, and then for your vi- for vitamins after, mm-hmm. um, what do you recommend people do? Because we've also had a lot of questions about 
whether they need to do the chewables, whether they can just take tablets right after how, what do you usually recommend for your yeah. patients? Whatever works now. Um, it's that important. So I, I'll tell them whatever works we use, uh, a, a, just, a for simplicity, we'll use uh, bariatric advantage. That's okay. one of the, and there's nothing this company versus that company, but always recommend a bariatric geared vitamin because of the fact that they it's what they're made with. Yeah. And I tell you, not every vitamin is the same. We know the FDA doesn't regulate multivitamins. Then you have this USP out there, which regulates how much you can state is actually in there. So if you state that this has a thousand micrograms of vitamin X, mm-hmm. then their job is to make sure that there's truly a thousand milligrams of right. or micrograms of uh, vitamin X in there. Mm-hmm. But chewable, injectable, transdermal, none of that to me really matters. It's like whatever it takes to get it in there and function and use it. So the chewables have been really common mm-hmm. because of the fact that not all vitamins are made same. Right. Mm-hmm. Over, over the counter, and I'm just throwing Flintstones out there, but everyone yeah. loves Yeah, do it. <laughs> but the binding element mm-hmm. of Flintstones, so if you've had a ruin-wide gastric bypass, you no longer have an intact stomach that can break down that Flintstone vitamin. So you're actually pooping out the majority of that Flintstone vitamin. Oh, my God. You have no so, idea how happy this makes me. Yeah. Okay. So what I recommend is getting something that is geared like, and that's why I like Bariatric Advantage because they actually showed and, and published their data. Mm-hmm. And after I was at the ASMBS conference one year and saw their data, that's when I started switching things over because they showed that, you know, two of their pills was the equivalent of like 58 centrums because the binding element breaks up and doesn't require an intact stomach because um, it can break down and be absorbed. Yep. Okay. And so whether it's normal or gummy or doesn't matter, but can it be broken down with the new stomach that you have? That's, that's key. That's what Nick was talking about. Yeah. We, we, so we did an episode like a million years ago with Nick from ProCare. Yeah. Uh, because those are the vitamins we take. And so he was actually explaining that same thing. It's like most of the gummies and, and stuff, they can't be broken down. They can't down break down, yeah. Because they're not made for our bodies. Yes. That's why there's a bariatric vitamin. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah, so... And the glycerin in there is also uh, can be an irritant to the, to the small bowel. So that's why I always try and tell people to stay away from gummies. But Okay. okay. All right. That makes more sense. So, and then the dosage, right? That's different than regular people. Yeah non-bariatric folks their vitamins versus Mm -hmm. ours right now that a lot of that's anecdotal from years before where we didn't pay attention to the vitamins you know and that's a fault of the medical community not really paying attention to detail okay the nutritional community actually went and did their research and now we're picking up the pieces afterwards you know being the dumb surgeons we are but um I will say that I don't feel that the need is actually more. Okay. Just that we feel more comfortable giving you a higher amount, knowing that you need to absorb a percentage. Okay. So someone with an intact stomach will be able to absorb 50%. All right, I'm going to give you 300% because 
you're not going to absorb it normally. Yeah. So they have to give you higher percentages so your stomach can. Needs doesn't really change. It's just that we have to give and augment what we give because of the surgery that you had. That makes sense. Okay. All right. That's cool. This makes me very happy. And I will tell you. Okay, you have to tell them why. So my boyfriend, who is also a bariatric patient, he's the world's worst bariatric patient. And he's also an R&Y patient. He is. He's an R&Y patient. And he is the world's worst bariatric patient. And I'm going to call out Kaiser because Kaiser has told him and all of the people that went through his, he calls it fat class. He's such a nerd. Um, <laughs> but all of his class, they told them Flintstone vitamins. As long as you're taking Flintstones, you're fine. And I'm like, that is, they're not, that's not okay. And so we get into daily arguments over the fact that Flintstone vitamins are not equivalent no, to a not. bariatric vitamin. No, they're not. And now I'm going to have Mel clip out this, this <laughs> section. Just for him. Just so he can, I could be like, this is a surgeon. <gasps> oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. We yes. Can... Oh, my gosh. Two or too many. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. I have this question all the time about, can I just take my Flintstone vitamins? Oh. And I said, you can do whatever you like. Yeah. But this is what I recommend because of these reasons. And I don't like to run up the bill on patients. So I hate the fact that like, they think that we're just trying to tell them to go get this vitamin because uh, it's a way for, you know, extra money or it's more money out of their pockets. It's a niche little thing that we're doing, Yeah. but no, in the end you'll save money Yeah. because if your surgeon or your medicine doctor, whoever's telling you take more vitamin A, take more vitamin K, more vitamin K, how many does it, you just bought three separate bottles yep. when you could have just taken a better multivitamin? Yeah. 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 I know for ProCare, it's what, 12, it's eleven ninety nine a month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're starting to, yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's eleven ninety nine, and you can do your, uh, the 90 day the subscription. Mm-hmm. So every, yeah. every three or every month you get your packed of, pack, package of vitamins. It just shows up and you're done. And I'm like, that's so much cheaper than most of the vitamins I would have bought. Well, and more convenient. I think that's the deal. And I think I think the uh, biggest problem is that they don't realize. So, like, maybe you can emphasize on this. We've had people on that literally weren't taking vitamins. We've had a we've had a girl get be blind yeah we've she, had someone lose blind, yeah. lose almost their me- like all their memory we've had people walking like differently um mm-hmm. we had the berry yeah that's the berry berry one. yeah the berry yeah. berry so like there's some real stuff that happens so it comes down to berry berry your b, your b vitamins yeah mm-hmm. so um it's it's extremely important not to be overlooked uh and like i said not all vitamins are the same so that's why i say however you can get it in some people can't afford it yeah Uh, income you know their income is restricted so then i tell them you know you do what you can but that's why you're coming in on my three month and your six month because we're checking full vitamin panels Mm -hmm. and if they're not where they need to be then you need to double it up Mm -hmm. go somewhere and, and get specific vitamins but uh, we also started incorporating uh robard with uh our pre-op diets and then post-operative like because robard. you do you know, calorie restrictions but it's hard to you know if your stomach is getting full of vitamins so we the robard is nice because it has about a third of your daily requirements of all of your multivitamins inside the protein shake 
Oh. oh, I've never heard of this. No, what's Robart? Is that the company? Is that the brand? Uh, Robart is the corporation, I think. And Robart. then, uh, and we use them uh, like on our shop where you can, and they have a ton of different, uh, like uh, if you want to look on our website, you can see on there it says shop. And then there's in there, there's a ton of different flavors, like, you know, cheeseburger soup or cheesecake, um, you know, cheeseburger flavored soup. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Oh, right yeah. Now. She's on it right now. So, yeah. Cause we'll have to reach out to them and try these. Yeah. Is, is you get tired of protein mm-hmm. shakes such as mm-hmm. chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Well, what about mocha frappe or mm-hmm. what about, you know, double chocolate or um, what was the cinnamon roll and yeah. apple cinnamon? Yeah. But, come in different textures where they can be in puddings, shakes, or um, uh, soups. Nice. And the nice part about it is, again, limited to 200 calories, but it has all your multivitamins inside of it. So you don't fill that stomach up with um, only a vitamin. Okay. I like that. All That's right. a new clever way that of handling it. That is a clever it. way. They have a lot. I see. I saw wow. ice cream sandwiches. I did. That's I saw, <laughs> yeah, there's a cranberry grapefruit so, drink. Who will be reaching out to them. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. That's awesome. All right. Thanks for the tip. If you've had your your disaster ruin why a patient, Mm -hmm. you know, they're never lost. So they can always be, you know, corralled back in. Usually what we do is we start them on just a regimented diet with those because it can keep them to calorie limitation between like 900 and 1200 calories. Mm -hmm. But then they're getting plenty of variety and the vitamins are already a part of it. Oh, that's really cool. This could really help those that are having vitamin issues. Yeah. 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 Or they're just like they because I know our taste buds change after surgery sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so some people can't tolerate the sweet. So having a savory option is really kind of cool. The sweet used to make my eyes water for a while. Your eyes water. Mm-hmm. That is an odd. You know reaction. how like when you drink Pepsi. Yeah. The bubbles and the bubbles and yeah. everything. You know, my eyes would water. That's yeah. what it was doing to me with sweet for a while. Huh. And like, I've like never after, heard that. during the after like a year and a half. In. You need to write that down because that's a weird thing. That is a weird that's thing. A case study right there. Yeah, that's, that's a, a case, case study. study, right? I'm like, that's a well, we so back when we first started the podcast, we did a random things mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Where we talked about all the random things that you never thought like would happen, but they do after surgery. And so we're trying to like keep track of all the weird things that we come up with just in case somebody else wants to hear it. And that's like our most downloaded episode. It is. It is. is. We're going to have to do a random things too. part two, part two. Yeah. And I just texted it to myself. So I don't forget. We're good. Well, is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah. For the audience. Well, happy holidays. Oh, thank you. Very festive with your little tree and your snowman right there. Oh, that's my gnome. Yeah, and then we got my gnome, we got Christmas sir. mugs. So mine says "snow much fun," and mine's a little gnome, <laughs> and hers is a gnome. I'm addicted to gnomes. Yeah, we we were like, we need to decorate. This is our first holiday in the studio. I know. That's so wild. we've almost been in the studio one year. It's wild. Yeah, and so, so we were cool. like, we have to decorate and mm-hmm. make it look festive over here. So Mel got the tree by herself. Yep, and then we went and got everything else together. Yeah, so yeah. it was fun. You know, one of the things for me, uh, especially with the military, you know, 
this time of year is very hard for a lot of people. So yeah. what you're doing is really, really important by reaching out there and anybody can be a help to anyone. Mm-hmm. So whether you have initials after your name, like me, or you're just somebody on the street who's had surgery as like, you know, so holidays can be really hard emotionally yeah. on people. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that everyone knows that they can, they need to reach out. Yes. Yeah. We're yes. always here. That. Yes. We're always here to help anybody who needs it. I know Dr. Fridley, you're there. You care so much about the patients and the people of this community. And you can totally tell that um, just the, by the way you talk about our mm-hmm. community. And so it means, it means a lot. It does. Because I think yeah, some exactly. surgeons don't feel that way. And it's, it's a shame. It is a shame. Because this community is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing people out there. I, I struggle myself, um, but that's why it's a journey. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. All right. Well, and that's what I said in the beginning of the award show, actually, was you never know who you could help just by sharing your picture or your side by side or just putting up that you're having a tough time, too, mm-hmm. or you know, it's it's really it's all about sharing our experiences and you can meet some really cool people just by sharing us a, a picture. You really can, because like I posted I was in a funk mm-hmm. and I got some messages and I replied back and they're all like, oh, my God, you replied. I'm like, yeah, of course. And they're like and like we're just checking on each other now. And I'm like, this is what it's about. Like, yeah. no, I, I'm really here. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're right next door or they're across the country. Cause let me tell you, like we've been getting <laughs> well, yeah, really better close. We, yeah, we, I have said this. I'm like these people that I have probably will never meet or well at that time, I was like, I haven't even met half of these people and they're more supportive than most of my friends that I've known in public. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm ridiculous. like, I'd much rather be a part of this community. A thousand percent. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well Thank you so much for being on thank and sharing you, your you. story. The pleasure is all mine. I do really appreciate everything that you guys do. Thank and that's you. why I'm more than happy to help you out in any way. Oh, um, and we appreciate everything you do because seriously, your your practice needs to be the norm, not the other way around. Exactly. So, yeah, that's the goal. Good. Good. Someone's got to lead and someone's got to show how it can be done and not be scared. Yes. yes thank you. It. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And we love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs. That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to arslevipodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also we're on YouTube guys. So type in our name, hit that bell and hit subscribe. And you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to Arsleeve Life Podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.